It'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome in to this Friday, December 30th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. The gang is back together, guys. Nick had a nice Friday off last week. Went down to North Carolina for some family time for Christmas. He got the extra day off and, uh, yeah, Nick's back. Colin and I had a great show last Friday. Yeah, it was a fun one. And now uh, Nick gets to join in on that fun to start off a little bit. Yeah, Nick, uh, on the show last week, at the end of the week, that was our second to last show of the year. Um, We did our top five EPAC slash Shepherd moments with kind of future implications on everything. Colin, do you have your top five? Do you want to go through yours real fast? Sure. My top five was a number five for high schools here locally making the football playoffs. Number four, I believe, was the fact that uh, Ronnie Brown, as well as Tyson Bajant and Joey Fisher, have all declared for the NFL draft. Number three was Shepard women's basketball making the NCAA tournament, as well as tying the uh, most wins in program history. Number two was the multiple state championship teams that we've had this year from high school sports. And number one was Shepherd football winning the Super Region 1 again, as well as obviously Tyson Bajant becoming the king of touchdowns on all levels of NCAA football. And mine were the success of the Jefferson Cougar sports uh, from basketball to baseball, boys and girls basketball, football, cheerleading, um, as well then number four was the drafting of chase delauder in round one of the mlb first year player draft number three the continued rise then big fall shepherd women's hoops now trying to get back to the top uh number two was the success of epac football uh where we saw what was that four teams get in four teams get into the playoffs uh then the number one was shepherd football which included the rise of tyson bajant and seeing where things are going from here and then my honorable mention was Musselman Volleyball's three-peat was going to be in there tied at five, but uh, we decided to just do five moments. So, Nick, start with yours now. Yeah, I mean, really, you could put together like a top five teams if you wanted to because we did have those three state champions and some great seasons. But uh, I'm going to go with at number five, kind of similar to yours, Spencer, but pick one particular program that I thought had a great year but just didn't quite win the state championship, but was arguably the most dominant team we saw this year uh, That in all sports, besides probably Muslim and volleyball. But um, I'm going to go with the Jefferson boys basketball team season going 23-0 and until the postseason uh, undefeated in EPAC play. Most of the games in the EPAC were not close except for the ones against Musselman. So to me, that team was really special. Uh, even though they didn't win states, I thought that they had a great year. And, again, we're probably the most dominant team other than Martinsburg football. But at the end of the day, Martinsburg football did have three losses on its resume, even though in the EPAC they were dominant. 
and in the state of West Virginia, for the most part, they were dominant. But I'm a, I'm gonna go with Jefferson. I think they had a great year, even though they didn't win states. It was, it was just like a really impressive year that stood out to me. And then the rest of my list is pretty similar to you guys, um, just kind of different order. I'm going with the four back schools. I think football, those four teams making the playoffs. It's very tough to see uh, more than two teams usually, but to see four is great for the area. Um, unfortunately nobody was able to win the state championship but we saw jefferson and musselman advance along with martinsburg far into the playoffs um and hedgesville you know obviously came in as a 16 seed but is starting to build some success there so i think that was just an exciting year of epac football it's unfortunate that nobody won the state title but uh, we had some really good teams some quality football games and uh i think it sets up for hopefully more competition here in the future so i liked what we saw on the football field, even though nobody was able to win a state title this year, but you're not going to win the state title every year. It's just, it's tough to do. Uh, number three, it was one that Spencer, you helped me remember earlier. And, uh, <laughs> um, you know, once you said it, I was like, yeah, that's gotta be in there. And you guys obviously couldn't remember it the other day, but then you remembered it today. And it's gotta be the Carson Boober walk off versus spring mills on the day that they honored, brett twig wearing the same jersey number as brett twig number five it was such a cool moment yeah it was um it's coming in at my number three spot and it was just, it, it wasn't as significant in terms of winning something like a state title but it was significant in because program. of what it meant for the program yeah. what it meant for the people that knew brett twig it was, it was a really cool uh point for Carson Boober there and you gotta have all the confidence in the world of course in Carson Boober to come through <laughs> and then uh following that I'm going with the three state championship teams we had we had a lot of great teams this year a lot of great runner-ups uh, but those three teams were able to win the state titles and Jefferson softball Musselman volleyball and Jefferson cheer we were able to f- feature all three of them on the show which I thought was cool to do um and they all have great programs and we'll see what they can do in 2023 but number one it has to be tyson bajan breaking the record for ncaa uh, touchdowns i mean it's the most obvious choice there you got to also just credit shepherd season back-to-back years now where they've been really impressive um and how they beat iup was very close to making my top five uh but i didn't want to throw in too much shepherd if if there was more important things in my opinion maybe that could have been in my top five but uh i think bajan um you know just a historic year it's almost a no downer for what you're putting in the top five there you're probably never going to see that again yeah in your lifetime and then to be a part of it and get to see it from a from a distance is, is pretty cool so I think that's my top five right there. All right. Well, that was your top five EPAC and Shepherd moments of 2022. Of course, Colin and I did ours on last Friday's show. But here, let's get into today's show. Uh, last night, we were at night one of the Skip Fowler Memorial Classic. Unfortunately, we didn't have a pregame show at 530. Uh, all heck kind of broke loose here at Talk Rated WRNR yesterday. We obviously had the week off or the you know from Christmas from last Saturday on on until yesterday off. I come in yesterday afternoon what, like 145 maybe. I think I called you right right yeah, around two o'clock. Around there. So I'm I'm pulling up back into the the first base where Rob usually parks and I gotta get a few things done uh, to get ready for the weekend on the radio side. And as I'm getting out of my car, walk into the door, putting my key into the top lock, I get a phone call 
from Mike Hornby, the owner. And he's like, hey, are you at this? I'm like, I'm literally turning the key right now. He goes, all right, great. Uh, can you open the door and, and tell me if there's electricity? And I opened the door. I heard the chime from the alarm and it didn't go off. And I was kind of confused there. And then I flipped the light switch. And guess what? No power here at the station yesterday. So he's on his way back from Charleston. He's like, hey, we're going to figure this out. So I can't do anything because everything I'm trying to do is on a computer. So I leave. You come in, what, at like 3, 2.45, 3 o'clock? Uh, 2.30-ish. And then I think I texted you guys around 2.40, yeah, you're 2.45, like, that power finally came back. And that's when most everything uh, turned back on. It took a while, but the one, and for us, when it comes to TV10, most important thing did not turn back on and that was the computer system that has everything that we need to be able to uh be on tv when we do live events such as the sporting events and other things that we do as well as including this show this show and that that was not working yesterday but fortunately uh mike was able to get that part from kmg computers and got that part in time to get the computer back up and running around six o'clock six ten right as at jefferson game was uh tipping off and we were able to get on the air and provide both broadcasts of last night's games and some funny uh personnel things happened last night one (laughs) you could hear on the air involving me the other one uh, was probably about, uh, what was that? Probably right like 4.15, 4.30. Yeah. Colin's walking through the hallway in Martinsburg, and uh, apparently there's some kind of water main break in the Yeah, building. I was told that uh, one of the AC units in a classroom uh, kind of caused some flooding, and they were just getting work on it and didn't realize how wet the floor was when we were getting ready to go to our broadcast setup and kind of took a tumble fortunately kind obviously okay it was a very funny moment but nobody got hurt and then as spencer said during the uh martinsburg <laughs> game and if you want to go back and find it it was i believe 42 41 in the fourth quarter right before we went to commercial break because of a uh timeout you can't see it but you can hear it during the broadcast spencer taking a uh tumble unfortunately out of his chair when he was trying to do something and nick with great commentary to provide some comic relief yeah spencer you're all right you good to go tonight yeah you told Doubtful. you told everybody i was out six to eight weeks i mean I wasn't sure. it was more six like to six to eight weeks. seconds while i tried to get back up from the floor i wasn't sure the severity no severity. If anything, Collins' injuries could have been worse. He could have torn nah. an ACL. No, not even close. Non-contact, non-athletic injury, Collins tears ACL. That'd be that a funny bad. one. That'd be bad. That would could not have be funny. Though. I'd need surgery. <laughs> All right, let's get into some action last night from the Skip Fowler Memorial Classic. Uh, first, we saw Jefferson hang on and get a 62-60 win over Millbrook. And uh, at the very end of the game there, Colin. Yeah, it came down to a layup that originally looked to be wide open for uh, Millbrook, and the lane was there, but right at the last second, it was Wyatt Shively providing some pressure for Jefferson to be able to contend the opportunity for a game-tying layup in the final seconds. They hung on, and it was a very interesting game, I feel like, even though Jefferson got the win. Yeah. They had control for a lot of the game, but Millbrook would never 
truly go away and next thing you knew they had the lead and it was a back and forth fourth quarter after an 11 point lead at one point and even a seven point lead going into that fourth quarter for Jefferson so it was a win and obviously that's what you want to do every single night but it was an unusual win and I feel like a game that Jefferson definitely could have performed to a higher level in. Millbrook, though, did play uh, Spring Mills very tight earlier yeah. in yeah. the year. They're a pretty good team. Dietrich Brown returns for them. Uh, they have a few other returners as well. So um, while it might not have been the win that Jefferson wanted, uh, a win's a win. It's the first game back probably for them in a while since yeah, Christmas twelve break, days. So they they went twelve days without a game. Sometimes you can go a little sloppy, and you know practice over Christmas is always kind of a little bit weird because you obviously can't practice. You know, probably or you're probably not going to. I plus, guess you they could if you really wanted to. Plus, they really Eve didn't. Christmas. They really didn't get a lot of practice in at the end of last week right. due to the cancellation yeah. of school and the weather and, and the weather. Uh, so yeah, pretty great performance. They'll be back in action tonight, 6 p.m. We'll have the pregame show right around 5:30 ish, depending on the game prior as they take on Gainesville, who uh, looked really good yesterday in their game against Cesar Chavez. Uh, Gainesville coming into this contest seven and two, and uh, some pretty big wins. So their their win yesterday was oh I don't have that score's not in there. It was a big one, though. No, they, I guess they dominated. They call it Caesar Parkside. Chavez. It's not Cesar Chavez. It's Parkside. Maybe they just added as the wrong team, but it was sixty-nine thirty-five. Yeah, it was definitely them. But uh, Gainesville's one of those teams that, like, I don't know how to describe it exactly, but like, I went down there to try to interview Lightridge, but they had not. They were not in the gym, so I didn't get an interview with their coach, but. Um, and I saw Gainesville sitting there. You can just like see like how intently they were watching Jefferson, and like the players were actually focused on on like watching the game because yeah. they knew they had to play them. Like they're one of those teams that you just like look at and you're like they look pretty good. And yeah. I think they had be some a good size challenge. yesterday. Yeah. Well, and again, it, it's these Virginia schools. They really start early with the scheduling, and yeah. you know this is will be Gainesville's tenth game tonight. It'll be Jefferson's fifth. But so. I think Jefferson will definitely give them a good challenge. It should be a competitive game um, between those two teams. Didn't really get to see the game yesterday because I was kind of running all over here trying to fix things. Shout and out, Nick. Back. So, um, you know, I didn't really get a chance to watch. But uh, I think that I'm looking forward to seeing Jefferson now for the first time this year. Yeah, I am as well. Saw it yesterday. I'm as well to see how they can play against Jefferson. Not the first time this year, but how they can play. Excuse me, play against Gainesville. And uh, you know those scores yesterday, ten point difference. They were basically the same scores. Yeah, they were very competitive games for both. And uh, I we talk, didn't really talk about Martinsburg. Well, yeah, I was about to say we're, we're getting, getting right there right now. There. That was my transition. So it was a 62-60 win for the Jefferson Cougars, and it was a 52-50 loss for the Martinsburg Bulldogs to Light Ridge out of Aldi, Virginia, and what was really a, a very good back-and-forth game, Nick. Yeah, it was, but it, it did seem like Martinsburg kind of let that one slip. Uh, at least heading into the fourth quarter, you felt pretty confident that the Bulldogs were going to pull it out. It looked like they had played as the better team for the majority of the first three quarters of the game after kind of a really slow start for the first four minutes or so. But after that, Martinsburg looked solid. Uh, 
but then kind of just let things slip. You know, had some turnovers, some poor shot selection. I think a lot of that has to do with, one, it's early in the year. It was only Martinsburg's fifth game of the year. Uh, And I believe Lightridge had already played seven, so that was their eighth game of the year. Um, And then also, Martinsburg's a very inexperienced team uh, in terms of varsity experience and really just guys that have played together. Um, So they're still building that chemistry. But I think there was enough flashes of potential that from that perspective you can believe that Martinsburg by the time we get you know later into EPAC play will be a pretty competitive team uh but just kind of let that one slip and it's definitely not one that you're happy with yeah you're the Bulldogs even though it was a two-point loss uh just I, I feel like they didn't play their best game uh but Avion Blackwood played pretty well he scored 20 points and then trying to find who's going to be that consistent second scorer for them, I think, will be important, especially if Clay Clark out right now, uh, who played really well down at Myrtle Beach. They didn't have him last night, so maybe if they have Clark, they get the win, but it certainly wasn't a great – it was kind of a sloppy game yeah. for Martinsburg. So I think they, it was. they got to clean some things up. Yeah, because not only were there a lot of turnovers, especially down the stretch that you just mentioned, a lot of them were – unforced self-afflicted turnovers and that's something that you have to look at yourself as a player to get better in and you can't really truly fix it unless you do that first a lot of it was just like throwing the ball away Mm -hmm. yeah throwing it out of bounds miscommunication with a teammate so again just what they're now five games in as of yesterday they're six games in tonight i mean that's just something when you have a whole basically almost a new group of players that are on the court all at the same time. Yeah. Because, you know, you did see some of those players come into the game for Martinsburg last year, you know, at some points in the ball game, and, you know, like a, a Chase Shipley and a Shazier Baker, but not all at the same time. Yeah. They were, they mean, were kind of cleanup time. You have four guys that returned from the varsity roster, Blackwood, Clark, Shipley, and Baker. Clark was hurt, so he didn't play last night. And then Shipley and Baker were just rotational guys that got in late in the game. So they really didn't uh, play significant varsity minutes. So while they have potential, there's clearly uh, talent with those players. Uh, They're young. They're inexperienced, and they're trying to learn. Uh, Avion's a very good player, but he can't do it all by himself. So they're going to need some help. Um, And we'll see. I mean, everybody else is brand new to varsity. So... We'll see how they get better, but I think the talent is there. That Martinsburg, you got to believe, uh, will be a team to look out for. They're not be a team that you roll over every single night. Yeah, definitely. It may not be the best season for the Bulldogs this year, but I would still expect them to be pretty competitive in most of their games. Yeah, I, I would as well. They face off against Millbrook tonight around seven thirty. Colin and Nick will have the call for you. As they try to go three and three on the season, but that'll be the conclusion of the Skip Fowler Memorial Classic. Before we hit the break here, let's look around uh, elsewhere around the EPAC. What games are, are kind of going on right now, um, and uh, are going on throughout the week? Obviously, Musselman versus Elkins that was postponed. I do believe they're trying to work to schedule it. Uh, Musselman won't play again until the fourth of January when they play at home against Hampshire. Uh, then Washington uh, went up to Connecticut for a couple games, and uh, they went one and one there as they fell to Wilby out of Waterbury, Connecticut, 
71-54. And then yesterday they got the win 56-53 over Harding. Jefferson now two and three, or excuse me, Washington is now two and three on the season as they their next game will be January 3rd against Hedgesville. And Hedgesville down in Florida at a tournament, at a really prestigious tournament where they came in 6-0 and and uh, they fell to Mater Lakes Academy out of Miami, 72-34 to on Wednesday. Yesterday, they fell to St. Brand- Brandon out of Miami, Florida, 61-45. And I believe they're supposed to play this morning. I'm going to try right now and get a score update, see if we can get a score update from there um, as we speak. And, uh, you know, guys, Hedgesville is... They could do some things here in the EPAC, but I think that going down to this tournament, even if so far two losses, is going to be something that will help them later on. Yeah, it's just trying to see your talent compared to other talent from outside this region. It's something that you don't always get to do, so it always, even if it ends up in more losses than wins, helps your team for the rest of the year. Oh, well, I, I would just say that... I'm looking uh, for Edgesville score. That I agree with Colin there. And, and for Hedgesville, I think that... Got it. Um, you know, they're playing this tough competition, and it's important for them, too, to build their chemistry as a team. Like, like this trip's going to do more for them than more so wins and losses. Um, and, and getting that tough competition, you're not going to see a team like that in the state of West Virginia. Uh, that you're playing right now down there in Florida. So, you know, it's good competition, good experience, uh, get some bonding, get to do some cool things. They're going to Miami game. They're going to a heat game. I think they already did that. Yeah, but I don't know if they have or not. I'm not like I think they're heading home. I think they're they heading home. That's something that they did, yeah. But um, so you're getting to build that team chemistry, you know, going to South Beach and stuff like that. Plus it's way warmer down there than it probably is here so that is very very true Even though it was like cold as everywhere in the country just like a week ago <laughs> yeah uh, the junior orange bowl is what the tournament was called with a 50 to 30 victory over westminster christian out of miami florida jackson ruest led the way with nine points 11 rebounds seven assists five of steals five steals and a block uh, T. Wilmer led the way in scoring with 15, while Cam Wilkes added 11. They finish out their trip to Miami 1-2, and two, but le- probably learn a lot from those two losses. Yeah. Yeah. As they are Hopefully now... look out for those iguanas falling <laughs> out of the trees. <laughs> They're now 7-2 and two on the season. Uh, yesterday, Spring Mills, they took on, or I guess Wednesday, go back to Wednesday at the Clear Spring Tournament, they took on Clear Spring. They won eighty-six to thirty-six. And uh, let me see if I can find who were. I got it. I got it. Uh, okay. Caleb Robinson led the way with sixteen points, five rebounds, four assists, or four steals, two assists. Keyshawn Cheek fifteen points, nine rebounds, four or nine assists, four rebounds. Jalen Franklin fifteen points. Austin Davis fourteen points. Max Anderson six points, four steals, three ass- rebounds, three assists. Uh, then yesterday they went on to beat South Hagerstown 77-62. Max Anderson goes off for 30 points, four rebounds, two assists, and a steal. Austin Davis, 18 points, four rebounds, one block. Caleb Robinson, 11 points, four rebounds, two steals. Caleb Thomas, nine points, 14 boards, six assists, five blocks, two steals. Keyshawn Cheek, 
four points, six assists, three rebounds. Jalen Franklin, three points, eight rebounds, three assists. Uh, but Max Anderson's showing he can go off in any game. Yeah, it's a very impressive start for Spring Mills. They're now six and one, get the rest up until playing Martinsburg Friday night. Yeah, and uh, we'll look over at the girls' side before we hit the break here. Spring Mills at Hampshire this afternoon at 1.30 p.m., so just about an hour from now, the 2-0 Spring Mills Lady Cardinals looking to get back in action. They haven't been in action for 15 days, had two games postponed. Yeah, that's always tough. It always is tough. Uh, then, let's see, Martinsburg fell narrowly on Wednesday, 40-37 to to Buchanan Upshur. The, the Lady Bulldogs are now 0-4. They're back in action at home on uh, Monday, or excuse me, Tuesday against Jefferson Washington High School. They're three and one on the season in girls basketball. Uh, they take on George Washington today at three p.m. They got a fifty-six to twenty victory over Capital High School yesterday as well. They're uh, starting to get things together. Three wins in a row after losing to Wheeling Park to open the season. Musselman girls basketball sitting at one and two right now. Uh, they played Buchanan Hupture yesterday. They are now one and three. Um, they fell to Buchanan Hupture. I don't have the score right off the top of my head, but I did see that last night on social media. Hedgesville girls basketball uh, still trying to get things going there. They are zero and seven. They take on Washington next Wednesday at seven thirty p.m. Forty nine thirty three. There you go. That was for the Musselman score against Buchanan Hupture. Correct. And uh, uh, Jefferson girls. They are. Three, their next game against Martinsburg on the 3rd of January. But that will do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, talk college hoops, Shepard in action tonight, and then WVU, the now-ranked West Virginia Mountaineers, take on Kansas State tomorrow night. We'll uh, be back for more after this two-minute break. School bus driver in a track This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. You've put up with your water long enough. 
It's time for Sunset Water Services, your local water solution since 1989, to fix your water problems. Get better tasting, better smelling, and better looking water today. Say hello to drinking your own delicious water for pennies per gallon. Say yes to healthier skin and hair and to softer and brighter clothes. Sunset Water Services delivers your bags of salt to you, so they'll save your back too. And our products come with a one-year satisfaction guarantee. Call 304-754-9031 for a free water quality test today. Sunsetwater.com. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you today as it's our last show for 2022. What's well, been a uh, our first full calendar year on the air? Yeah, crazy, 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 crazy. How's it been a whole like we've gone a full year on the air from January to December? Well, that's our job. We work 365 days. <laughs> Basically, yes, we so, do. We don't. That we just we almost off, do. No, not exactly. We but almost do. We probably work. That's how it's been a full year. Probably works 300 days a year. Yeah. Potentially. You'd have to keep track for us next year. Yeah. That's your job. Wait, that's a lie. Because there's 52 weeks in a year. You're not good at math. That's been established. (laughs) Stop (laughs) trying. All right. Shepard back in action tonight on the hoop side of things. Uh, Pitt Johnstown in town for, I believe it's both the men and women, guys. Women still trying to find their first win of the year. But the men, they're sitting at 6-4 and four right now. They're coming off two straight wins, a 51-45 victory over Gannon on Sunday the 18th, and then a 54-52 win over Clarion on the 19th of December. Uh, they had an 11-day layoff for Christmas break. Uh, but uh, good to see the uh, Rams with some early success. Yeah, the, the men's team has been uh, pretty competitive early on, uh, even in the games they've lost. You know, they've kept them close, so they've had opportunities uh, to knock off some teams and get some big victories. So I think Shepard, uh, you got to be pretty excited about what they've been able to do from a men's basketball perspective. Obviously, this women's team, we know it was going to be a tough year for them with uh, you know kind of all the transition that they've had. But Pitch Johnstown, usually a good program, and a good program again this year, 7-3 and three record uh, for the Panthers, I do believe. And... Um, you know, they have not played since the 19th when they beat Millersville 68-56. So, uh, a good matchup for Shepard here on the or at home. So, we'll see how they're able to do. They got back-to-back home games. We'll be there next week for their matchup against Lockhaven. Um, and the women, you know. Well, they got three they straight home games. Win. Okay. Well, I just was thinking yeah. of the one we were at. But there That's, you go. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that uh, the women 0-9, I believe they come into this matchup, in, and uh, they face a 6-4 and Pitt-Johnstown team. It's going to be an uphill battle tonight. Yeah, hopefully with the uh, time off, they've been able to just continue to build the chemistry amongst one another, and we, we've been saying it all season long so far for the Shepherd women's basketball team that that's ultimately what you want to see is just strides and getting better each and every game and hopefully that leads to 
a few wins, but the, the expectations, unfortunately, are low after last year. Yeah. What? Nothing. That oh. was just the end of my point. Oh, Nick, any other points? Not really. I mean, we kind of talked about a lot about Shepherd women's basketball being in a situation where it's going to be tough for them this year. Six and four teams, so it's not – it is an uphill battle, but it, there's some potential that you could potentially keep it close here tonight, and we'll just have to see how they get better uh, playing back on your home court. They've got to get a win here at some point. Maybe they pull out an upset win tonight. Who knows? Hey, that'd be awesome. Hey, before the go, new year, I think that'd be a good way to build some momentum heading into the new yeah. year. Uh, if you want to go watch the Rams, go down to the Butcher Center tonight, and then on your phone you can watch the Skip Fowler Memorial Classic. How about that? You could. Could do that. It's an option for you. All right. The WVU men's basketball team jumps into the top 25 this week to number 24. They were receiving votes, I believe, last week. Right, Colin? Yeah. They were, what, 20, I want to say 27 or 28 last week? Yeah, somewhere around there. Uh, they finished non-conference play uh, with a, we actually talked about it last Friday, a 75-64 victory over Stony Brook, and then they had that the winter break time off. They're going to play Kansas State, and uh, here's Tony Caridi with the Mountaineer Report. It is a travel day for the Mountaineer basketball team. West Virginia makes its Big 12 debut coming up tomorrow night when they take on the Wildcats of Kansas State. It's the first of a two-game stop for West Virginia at K-State tomorrow and then at Oklahoma State on Monday. But first things first, the Mountaineers against the Wildcats will tip things off tomorrow evening at 7. Our pregame coverage here on MSM begins at 6. Coaching change in the offseason at Kansas State. Longtime coach Bruce Weber is gone. Jerome Tang, a longtime assistant at Baylor, is in. They lost 13 players during the offseason because of the coaching change. But guess what? They've gotten better rather than worse. They'll enter into tomorrow night's game with an 11-1 overall record. They are 7-0 at home this season. Their only loss coming at Butler. This is a Kansas State team which has been scoring the ball well, 75 points per game. They have been grinding people down defensively, allowing just 61 points per contest. But the quality of their schedule to this point is a little bit questionable. Scoring-wise, they've got an absolute star in Keontae Johnson. The transfer from Florida has recovered after a very scary health situation, and he currently leads the team in scoring at 18 points per game. He also leads them in rebounding, averaging seven boards per contest, and has 17 steals. He will be the one guy that West Virginia needs to quiet down tomorrow to have a good chance at winning this game. That is today's Mountaineer Report. It is brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. Thank you, Tony. You can hear him tomorrow night as we'll have WVU Men's Hoops action. That's 7 p.m. tip-off, a 6 p.m. pregame show for the Mountaineer Sports Network right here on Talk Rated WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740. Colin, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to Big 12 action. It's the toughest men's basketball conference in the country, in my opinion, and it's always tough going on the road. West Virginia gets the start off Big 12 play with back-to-back games on the road against Kansas State tomorrow night and then Oklahoma State 
come Monday night. If you can get both of those wins and then get to defend at home against a very tough Kansas team, that makes things even better. you got to steal some on the road this year if you want to be competitive. And these guys have the building blocks to be a competitive team once again in the conference, but you can't take anybody lightly, and that's what makes this conference play so tough to truly figure out. And uh, I do believe they're getting a player back. Yeah, Emmett Matthews hopefully will be back. Emmett Matthews, no, he will be back this week during uh, media availability. Bob Huggins did announce that he will be back, which is great for the Mountaineers. He was kind of missed in those last couple games. Uh, But the Mountaineers, again, will have them tomorrow night on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740. But that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you by Orsini's Home Store, not just supply and store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, and his family owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. You can go to Orsini's.com for more on the other side of this break. uh, We will talk about the Commanders and the Steelers. And Ravens, Commanders, back in action on Sunday, 1 p.m. against the Browns. Carson Wentz, now the back at starter. Boy. It is will be his birthday as well. No, uh, back, today is. Today is his birthday, right. He'll be starting for the Commanders, plus we get some injury updates after this two-minute break. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a Platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim? auto accident or fire insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen and when it does they don't want to pay or they offer too little at mansion ferretti we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim call us today for help in getting what you really deserve mansion ferretti when you need justice The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. You need to keep your vehicle in good working order, but car and truck repairs can be very costly. Bears Repair in Martinsburg performs all kinds of auto repairs at prices most often well below their competition. Bears Repair offers tune-ups, oil change and lubrication, small and large engine and transmission repair, wheel balancing, front-end alignment, exhaust system replacement, air conditioning checks, auto inspections, and new tires. Stop by for a free estimate at Bears Repair, 904 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg, phone 262-0208. Bears Repair. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. 
Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you today as we get you ready for an NFL Sunday, guys. The Commanders take on the Browns. You can hear it right here on Talk Radio WRNR. 106.5 FM, AM 740, 11 AM pregame show from the Commanders Radio Network. A 1 PM kickoff, and Carson Wentz back at the helm at under center for the Commanders. After, you know, kind of an interesting game because Taylor Heineke had a really good first half. For statistically speaking. Yeah. It, and really good into the strange. third quarter. It was just two straight uh two straight turnovers. A fumble and a interception thrown. Carson Wentz comes into the game. Uh, in what was basically garbage time, he did pretty well, but it was garbage time. Yeah, and it hopefully will be the right decision, but it always makes you uneasy in the final two weeks when you're trying to make a playoff push. And lo and behold, now you have another quarterback controversy in Washington. Uh, hopefully, he plays well. Um, you got to put your trust, I guess, in Wentz if things aren't going the way that you wanted to for Heineke, even though Heineke, yeah, you got back-to-back losses now, but he was the spark that your team needed to get you into this playoff push, right? I mean, Wentz was horrible at the start of the season going 1-5, and and now you're putting your trust back in him knowing what he did to start, and that's what makes me nervous. Since being a fan, I want him in the playoffs. Hey, Colin, I think that breaking the, news. Okay. Can I say my boy? Yeah, so okay. I think that the commanders, uh, since Carson Wentz got healthy, wanted an excuse to put him back in as the starting quarterback. There you and go. And they just Bingo. couldn't justify it until these turnovers and then back-to-back losses. Um, I think now they can at least somewhat justify benching Heineke for Wentz. And a few factors, I think, play a big part in that. One, he's getting paid $28 million, so you're not going to want to pay Carson Wentz 28 million to sit on the bench and number two is if they I think they know at this point that they probably need to draft the quarterback um, because even though Taylor Heineke is decent at best he's a good backup right I mean realistically uh, he's not a consistent franchise starting quarterback for your team so and Wentz isn't that either at this point so I think they know that but maybe they can build up Carson Wentz's value to get rid of him at the very least, but probably not going to be able to do that either. So they're in a tough situation, but I think they kind of wanted an excuse to bench Heineke for Wentz ever since he's been healthy, and they just didn't have uh, an opportunity, and now they have an opportunity to do that. Will it work out for Washington in terms of getting them that last wild card spot? It's still going to be tough either way. Cleveland, while they are eliminated from the playoffs, they're a decent team. Uh in some areas so not an easy matchup this week and then next week won't be easy as well against the cowboys so we'll see if washington can get in but i don't think there's any guarantees and i don't have a ton of confidence in either quarterback but i would i would probably stuck i don't know i mean did they not have the excuse against the after the giants game there were dumb turnovers tied. by hanaki there they still tied the game and i think that they're they talking, he's talking about the no, second I, I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking about the one that just happened two weeks ago. And yeah. They lost. Oh. I mean, they were probably looking for losses. Yeah. So, I think that's what it was. But, I mean, it was a game that was going to be hard to win to begin with against the 49ers, one of the best yeah. defenses in the league. Honestly, just, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it but was an interesting game. It felt thing. like to me, since he came back, that they were kind of like... I, I like your point. I don't disagree Leaning towards it. bringing Carson back into the fold. 
but just didn't really have enough to bench Heineke because he was on that win streak and he was playing really good football. Yeah. So I, I think they, they just wanted to see a little bit more and see if he could continue, keep that up. And since he hasn't really kept it up, they felt like now was What's the What's your time. breaking news? My breaking news is that uh, not only will Chase Young see more snaps for the Commanders this week as he played over 30 and what was he expected to play 12 to 15 last week, he will also get the start this week uh, because who's ruled out? James Smith-Williams. Yep. So he'll get the start this week. Expect probably anywhere between 30 and 50, 30 and probably 45, maybe all the whole game. I don't know. They'll probably take we'll him see. out some sometimes. Uh, but Chase Young will get the start this week. Concussion uh, is why James Smith-Williams is out. Also out, Sadiq Charles and Antonio Gibson. John Bostic moved to the IR. Questionable. Uh, who's who else is questionable Cam here? Curl. Cam Curl questionable. Benjamin St. Juice questionable. Percy Butler questionable. Uh, those are all safeties for the Commanders and cornerbacks. That'll be interesting. Along with quarterback Christian Holmes, uh, he is questionable as well. Uh, that defense that kind of got torn up last week. It looks like Andrew Norwell will go. Brian Robinson will go. Uh, Wes Schweitzer, Derek Forrest will all be ready to go. But uh, John Bostic out for the rest of the season on injured reserve. A uh, signed DeJon Scooter Harris, or yeah, DeJon Scooter Harris from the practice squad and re signed Troy Apke. Thought he was gone to the practice squad, uh, but the commanders, 1 p.m. kickoff. You can hear it right here on Talk Radio WRNR on uh, Sunday. The Ravens and the Steelers in action Sunday night. You'll hear from the Steelers Radio Network at 6 20 for the pregame. 8 20 is the kickoff. Nick quickly. Uh, what are you looking forward to in this matchup? Which, if the Steelers believe they get back to 500 and have a chance to get to the playoffs this year, and yeah, maybe still Lamar Jackson comes back? No, he's out. I think he hasn't practiced all week, so I doubt he's going to play yeah. on Sunday. So it's going to be Tyler Huntley again. And I mean, the Ravens have ran the ball really well the last couple of weeks. If they can keep that up, I think they got a good chance to win. But it won't be easy with Pittsburgh kind of coming off of some momentum. And also, I think this is the first time since 2018 the Ravens and Steelers have played a primetime game, which is kind of surprising. Back to the good old days, really. I feel like when we were a lot of people up, were was, surprised that it they flexed all. it, but I was kind of like, like there's it. not a whole lot of good games this week, and there's a chance they flex the Ravens game next week against the Bengals. But I think they'll go with the Jaguars. I think and the we Titans. won't find that out until Monday night. I think it's gonna be Jags Titans. Yeah, it'll be interesting. That's for the division, so yeah. Uh, but that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll wrap things up. We'll talk Capitals and Wizards. Uh, the last time we talked about the Wizards, things were not looking good. Now Nick gets a sweatshirt for Christmas, and uh, things are turned around. We'll talk about that after when we return after this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talker to WRNR and TV10. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. 
If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stevens Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Before the invitations and the dress, the flowers, cake, candles, or vows, there is an answer to a question proposed with a ring. Bechtel Jewelers knows that an important part of your wedding happens before the I do's. We're a diamond store with an engagement and bridal jewelry selection that's both exciting and accessible. On the big day, there's everything else and there's the ring. Make sure you get this one right at Bechtel Jewelers in Inwood. With over 25 years of experience, Harry Situation Salon for Dogs provides express service, meaning your small and medium-sized dog is fresh and fluffy within 90 minutes. Harry Situation Salon for Dogs is located off Rockcliffe Drive in Martinsburg and online at harrysituationsdogs.com. Hours of operation are 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. Tuesday through Saturday by appointment only. To schedule an appointment, call 703-338-3152. We hope to see you and your furry friends soon. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Capitals win the draw. They try to feed Ovechkin. He's got it at the blue line. He looks and he passes to Kuznetsov. (laughs) Evgeny says, oh, no, you don't. But they can't do the shot. And now the shot in for the outside. And Alex Ovechkin, 8-0-2. The bench empties. There are two top skaters in National Hockey League history at the top of the goal-scoring list. It's the great eight and the great one. The great eight and the great one there. That call last Friday night from the Capitals Radio Network as the Capitals. That call from John Walton. But the Capitals win the game, and Ovechkin is now the second all-time leading goal scorer behind the great one, Wayne Gretzky. And you just heard there, the great eight and the great one. Ovechkin now at 8.03, the goal last night. The Capitals, uh, they lost in overtime last night, but Colin, they're rolling. Yeah, they're looking a lot better than they did at the start of this week. That continues in 2023. I'm looking forward to it. And now the Wizards are hot, right, Nick? Yeah, three-game win streak for the Washington Wizards, so looking a little bit better. Um, it's good to see Washington winning. Uh, so I'm I'm happy with it. Happy that they're back. You got a sweatshirt and they start winning. Yeah, got some swag. So hey, Bradley Beal out again though with another hamstring. What else is new? They should have let him walk. He can't walk if he has a hamstring injury. Ah, so they had to keep him. <laughs> Colin will be here all next week. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy to New you Year, too. everybody. You'll hear us tonight on the call for the night two of two for the Skip Valor Memorial Classic. It'll first be Jefferson versus Mill. No, Gainesville. Gainesville. Martinsburg, Mill. And then at that will hopefully be on around 5 30. Tip around 6 p.m. depending on the prior games. And then Martinsburg at 7.30, possibly a little bit later uh, against Millbrook. 
for the night two of the Skip Fowler Memorial Classic. But that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Stay tuned all weekend. We'll have WVU men's hoops on tomorrow night. And then uh, Sunday, Commanders at 1 and Sunday Night Football, Steelers play the Ravens. But that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzlini, I'm Spencer Bree saying so long. We'll talk to you tonight on Talk Radio WRNR, Martinsburg, and TV 10.